Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome into today's show. Before we get started, there's a couple of things that are really easy for you to do that would really help me out if you are a fan of the show. Uh, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe there. Even if you're not watching on YouTube, go hit that subscribe button. We're trying to grow our community over there as well. Uh, and also, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please do me a favor. Take 30 seconds. Go write a five-star review, just a couple sentences. It would be great and would tremendously help the show and our ministry here at Forte Catholic. Today's episode is brought to you by Catholify. Howdy, y'all. Welcome into Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Sroll. That is Olivia Eugene Harrison. Olivia, how are you? Hello, Taylor. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, so we do have to talk about it. I know we keep talking about it. Eventually it'll be over, but episode 200 was so much fun. If you haven't listened to episode 200, stop listening and go back and listen to that one. <laughs> Throw everything I, else away. I promise you this episode will so not good. be as fun as that one no. for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not a chance. In fact, turn it off now. What we did on episode 200 is we had all, we had all the co-hosts gathered together. So me, you, Father Anthony, John Blevins, we all got together, did an episode together. It's the first time we had all hung out together. Like you, like I have met both of them briefly. I've spent a lot more time with you. They've spent a, like a couple of days together, but you had never met them. So it was just this yeah. interesting thing of like, we've all been working on this same project for almost two years together and like have spent, I mean, other than you and I, like, I think have spent a total of like 30 hours together completely. That's like, it's just, it, yeah. it's just unreal. I had, I had even met them virtually. Like I like legit right. had not met them at all. Okay, so, so yeah. did they meet? Did they did they meet your expectations, exceed your expectations, or were they below your expectations? So I've been playing it cool, which you know me well enough, Taylor. So the fact that like I'm not blowing up their phones all day means that I like them so much, and I'm trying <laughs> to like be cool and like not blow it. So I'm being very not Olivia about it because otherwise I want to lick their faces. I love them. See, well, there I am. Don't do there that. One's married and one's a priest. Well, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's how I say hello. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dog. Wow, I'm not going to finish that thought. Okay, so <laughs> we did we did this thing where, like, so for those of you who have been listening to this show for longer than uh, a few weeks, I'm so sorry. But first of all, also, uh, you you know that for almost the whole four years, we're coming up on four years of the show, which is unreal. Uh, almost the whole four years, I, I would start every show by yelling and screaming as loud as I possibly could. <laughs> and, a, and a few weeks ago, I stopped doing that just because I felt like it. Uh, and I can do whatever I want. It's my show. And But uh, some people loved that I stopped. Some people definitely did not like that I stopped. So just to continue the, the shrill troll, I had each, there were three of you, and I had each of you yell the intro. And uh, I forget who went. Oh, John went first and his mic didn't work oh, very yeah. well. So it was hilarious. <laughs> Father Anthony's was the truest to what I do. Like he it's did true. the best Im imitation of what of what I do. Like to the point where like I even like add a growl halfway through one of the words and he, he did it perfectly. Yeah, he uh, nailed it. But then <laughs> you set us up with, um, oh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to change it and I'm going to do it like the same thing, but I'm going to do it really girly. And we we're all like, okay, and that's what we were all expecting. And then you yelled, I, I I forget exactly what it was, but when I was editing, I think it was 16 seconds 
you yelled what's up for 16 seconds to the point where for the audio version, I had to edit it out. Like you said the word up for 14 seconds and it was so long and so loud. I edited it down and had to like merge it in because it was just, it, it was just too much. You I left it in for the video. So if you watched it on YouTube, you got, you got to see, oh, I, I edit you every time you come on, Liv. <laughs> but that's shocking. <laughs> no matter what, like we put out a poll a few days after we let everybody listen to it. We put out a poll. You you won overwhelmingly the best <laughs> intro because it was just utterly ridiculous. So congratulations, you thank are you. winner. <laughs> I win nothing, and it means zero. But yes, thank you. <laughs> you no, it, it should mean a lot to you. you oh, won. good, it does. It means everything. <laughs> I'm gonna make a plaque. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me just say this. I wasn't trying to like like. I wasn't trying to lead you guys astray. I really thought I was going to do it girly. I really did. I had a whole thing prepped. And then when I opened my mouth, that's what came out. What can you say? So It must be terrifying to be you. Inside? Because yes. like to completely plan one thing and, and have the else. opposite come out of your mouth less than 10 seconds after is a terrifying thought to me. Yeah. Because... I talk fast and my brain works fast when it comes to words, when it comes to anything else in the world. I'm not that great, but like, I, I know what I'm going to say. So I know that if I'm going to do, if I'm going to say something good, I know it's coming and I can like feel it coming. I know if I'm going to say something that's going to get me in trouble, I can feel it coming and I have time to stop or just push through. And it really depends on my mood and how much, uh, fruit punch I've had to drink like it really <laughs> like I can see it coming but to not see something coming that I'm going to say in 10 seconds would terrify me to no end and I would never talk in public yeah <laughs> it's super fun in here like that's one thing it's always exciting and fun but I have no frontal lobe development I actually have that like documented that I have very little frontal lobe development so it's like I'm basically 21 all the time and that makes a lot of sense to you so there you go it all makes sense to me. And, I know. and what's funny is, nevertheless, not knowing what you're going to say in 10 seconds, you don't know what's coming in, in 30 minutes in our final segment. No. We're actually going to talk about the brain and brain development. So you just did a know. segue for something <laughs> that people are going to forget about in 30 minutes that you weren't even aware of. No, so I congratulations. Already yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. What I was had I no talking idea. about? Should I, I yell again? Who yeah, are like, you? You don't, yeah, you don't yeah. know what's going on. I want to do that again. That was so fun. Oh my gosh. Talk about therapy. That was awesome. Thank you, Taylor. You make all my dreams come true. <laughs> well, that's not the first time I've ever heard that. It's the second. So From me? Uh, uh, no, from anyone, ever. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, I, that was fun. That whole episode was fun. But uh, today is today's episode. And we're going to talk about something. I did something uh, a couple of days ago that I haven't done since the end of February. And this thing that I haven't done since the end of February is kind of my job and how I make a living. And I haven't done it in almost six months. I talked about Jesus to people in front of people for the first time since the end of February on Friday. It was great. Real humans <laughs> like you were in. Wow. I forgot how much I enjoyed it. Oh, <laughs> like, I, I forgot. I forgot like how good I am at it. Like you know, like, <laughs> and it was one of those things. Like it, like it feels like obviously that sounds prideful, right? I know what you but, mean. But like, I, but I don't like I don't think about how good I am at public speaking. What like 
in normal times when I'm public speaking because it's just right. like it's just a normal thing. I just kind of get used to it. And I'm like, those are the two. It's like that went really well. Aww. And I really enjoyed that. Like I liked talking in front of people and I like talking about Jesus. And for almost six months i've been in a padded room talking about jesus where only one person can react at a time and it's usually one of you people doing something ridiculous and i really enjoyed it we were in a gym with a bunch of high school boys it was at, it was at a cat the catholic school in waco texas yes that waco the one where white women flock to uh <laughs> but i went there for for the for the uh, for a talk and it was great we were in a gym and okay. socially distant. I mean, like, Masked? it was the. It, were there masks? It, yeah, like, people were wearing masks. Okay. And there was a chair every. It, it was like a large square, like, in the gym. Like, there was every six feet, like, f- north and west, and every six feet east. East. Wait, what did I say? North, north and west. Did I say north east and west? south? I'm sorry. I I was recently listening. Uh, it wasn't uh, a geography viewing, lesson. Yeah. I was recently viewing all of the Kardashian West children, and I I think I said Northwest instead of North and South. That's awesome. North, South, East, West. Like every six feet in any direction was a chair, which was strange, but it, it is what it is, and it and it allowed for this opportunity for me to talk to the to these young men, and I I really enjoyed it. Good. Did they keep their masks on while you were talking? Or yes. when they sat down, they were able to take them off. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like most protocol? schools, like my, my kids are in school and like they have to wear them like moving around the school. But like once they're in the classroom, it's fine. They can take it off when they're in the classroom. Yeah, they could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're in the classroom. Um, but yeah, these guys, they got they actually got yelled at, I think, because of me. So like I was <laughs> standing far away from them. So I took my mask off when I'm talking because like it's I, I think it's kind of hard to understand people when they have a mask on. Like I, I haven't understood anyone anyone said in public in five months because I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you know, like I, could you take that off of your mouth? <laughs> I didn't realize that I read lips so much. Yeah, and and it's I true. do. Yeah. And so like when people are talking and I can't see their lips moving, mm-hmm. I don't focus at all. Like I'm just like, what? <laughs> Where's this noise coming from? Am I listening to a podcast? And the person in front of me is like, sir, your order is twelve dollars. And I'm like, who's talking to me? <laughs> Who is sir? <laughs> right. That guy. Oh, man, speaking of that, I, I, I've i said this before, but I, I am so glad that it hasn't happened. I, I would like to report for anybody who's listening for more than a year. I've shared this multiple times, but I get called ma'am in drive throughs all the what? time. It has not happened since COVID. So thanks. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I haven't been called a woman in over six months. How is that a correlation between COVID and you don't sound like a woman during drive I don't know. I just thought about it. We're, t- we're, we're reminiscing over the last five to six months, and I haven't been called a woman in that time. And Maybe I'm really happy about that. Maybe the mask makes you sound deeper. <laughs> yeah. No no Keep one's paying attention too. to me talk either. Yeah. It's great. Um, so here's the, here's the funny thing. about. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, That's I really awesome. Enjoyed, Congratulations. I mean, yeah. I'm a little jealous, it was, I got to say. It was great. It, yeah. it really was great. That would be Here great. was the funny thing, though. Are you ready for the funny part? Of course. Always. Okay. So- uh, the person that invited me to come speak, I actually used to be like her supervisor. Like I trained her in campus ministry and now she's the campus minister up in Waco. And so she invited me in to give this talk. Uh, usually when people invite me to speak, it's because they've heard me speak before. Right. And these people have are like pretty used to, to hearing me talk. So usually they're like, 
come in, talk about whatever you want. Or maybe they'll be like, hey, here's a topic. You're doing the men's session. And they literally let me do whatever I want. But this, this young lady, I, I love this young lady. And, but she writes meticulous notes, like for all her talks. Like she wants the retreat to flow perfectly, which is fine. It's just, it's not my, yeah. it's not like, it's not usually how I run retreats or not how I process. get asked to give a talk, but it's fine. Like if you want something specific, I can do that. So I've given multiple men's talks. Like I actually, I wrote a new one in Feb. Actually, in February, I wrote a new one for like you know the the Archdiocesan Youth Conference for the diocese or diocese of Austin. All right. So like it's just it's just kind of funny to be like, oh yeah, he can do the diocesan events, but when he comes to our local Catholic school, we need to make sure that he's saying things that we want him to say. You know, it's just it's just kind of funny where I get a leash and where I don't. Um, but so usually when somebody tries to tell me what to say, I'm like. I'll, I'll like push back and I'll just say whatever I want because it's just the kind of person that I am. Right. Right. But I like this young person a lot. She's great. She's good at her job. I love working with her. She's awesome. So I was like, what would it look like if I followed directions for once? And I did only because of one reason. I've said multiple times that she is a woman. I said that I am giving the men's talk. So I have here in front of me, the notes that she wrote me, I know you can't see this, but whatever. Oh, now I can. The notes that she wrote me for the men's talk. So I presented a men's talk written by a woman. <laughs> and now you don't sound like a woman. So like the first right. time in your life, it would have been fantastic. Oh, it was so- Wait a second. This is really fascinating. I've never, I have never been given actual like- here is the talk because then it's like, then why aren't you giving the talk? You know, like, what am I here for? I mean, I oh, guess you bring, see, I don't feel that way. And you people, bring, some like, people could write great talks and just not deliver that's them. That's true. I mean, I guess politicians have like speech writers. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know if you saw recently, but, uh, I understand. Uh, that what uh, a certain political candidate who is running for president just said the same speech that he said t- 10 years ago and thought no one would notice. And I watched the side by side and it was the same thing. And That's people funny. were, people were super upset. They're like, Oh, it's not creative. I'm like, I make a living off giving the same talks over Absolutely. and over again. It's like wearing the same t-shirt. It's like, what do you think we're doing? Yeah, totally. That's funny. But yeah, so here, here are my notes. Um, Let's see if you know, because I, I, I felt like this young lady who is not married, but should be. She's tremendous. Uh, and she understands the heart of a man. And Aww. I'm going to see if you understand the heart of a man at all. What are the things that Hey-o. fill the spirit of a, of a man with life? So it's just, this is all about being a man of joy, oh, wow. which I think is why they brought me in, because I've been super depressed for five months. Uh, <laughs> so what are the things that fill the spirit of man with life, Olivia? Jesus. That wasn't one of the ones listed. That isn't it? No. (laughs) A good home-cooked meal. Oh, it's also not here, but this is the difference. I want you to keep going with your list because I can see where this is going. Keep going. Uh, Well, yeah, because I was going to say chicken pot pie, but I guess not. Um, I would say, honestly, I think when when a man feels respected, like when he is filled with respect. Okay, so here's the thing. Your list is great, and I've given that talk before like i'm actually like, trying to think what a girl would say i gotta be honest no, but here's i'm not the thinking thing, like a man okay here's the thing though okay you're giving the list of a woman who's been married forever she's giving the list of a single person okay both lists are good but it is funny to see the how difference. different it is okay yeah. what's her list let's hear it and and i think i think too I, I i wasn't fair to you i was like because it was like 
I did say man, and I'm talking to boys. Like, even though it's called oh. the men's talk, these are boys, okay. right? So, yeah. like, adventure, excellence, activity with accomplishment, uh, good community and friendship, fun, courage, sacrifice, love, and beauty, right? That was the list that she gave me. And then, essentially, it was, like, going through those, and then, like, the lies that we, the lies that, like, you know, anybody else says what a man should be other than God, and, mm-hmm. and, and how do we deal with those? I mean, it was, <clears throat> I mean, it was one of those things that I had heard before, but the thing that, that was interesting is like I had these notes and I, I play, essentially I used this list and I came up with a story for every every word. Oh, cool. Right? And, yeah. and I went through it. And uh, the, I think the thing that was the, the most interesting to me is I planned on going through the list like in order. And then I asked the, I asked the guys uh, what the same question that I just asked you. Okay. And they uh, and he said something like pretty girls, but it was the men's session, so it was not that verbiage. But oh. you know, you know. So um so I started descriptive. there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more descriptive, correct. Shocking uh, as as high boys. school boys are. Yeah. So here's the thing though, it's like I didn't plan on starting here, but I, I started here with with beauty. And it was like I I think it was I wish I had thought of this years ago because I've given tons and tons of men's talks. And like, I, I like giving the, I shared this, uh, the, the talk that I wrote for the conference that I men- mentioned earlier. It wasn't, it was, it was the anti-men's talk, not anti-men, like not against men, but it was anti-usual men's talks. Usual okay. men's talks are just about pornography and lust. Like, right. stop doing it. And we're like, we know we're tr- we've been told it's just difficult. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. So I'll like, write I, it down. Thanks, right, everybody. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> write it on your mirror. No. Um, so, like those those talks are just frustrating because you hear them over and over and over yeah. again, Same and stuff. usually they just make you feel bad. And, and, and so, like, my men's talks recently, it's like, how do I be a man of virtue? Yeah, because that's. That's part of it, right? It's like you have to actually be a man of virtue so that those other things – so that everything else can go better. So I think the one thing that I shared about like the lust and, and that sort of thing, I wish I had thought of earlier because I, I, I touched on it for just a, just a couple of minutes in the talk. And essentially what I shared about with them is I was like, look, I'm married. I'm 30 years old. I have three kids. And there's specifically one young lady – that I fooled around with in high school that I still think about. I still feel regret about it. I still feel terrible. I broke her heart. And like, we're 15 years removed from that. And it's like, so essentially it was like, look, you, you, I'm telling them, you know what you're supposed to be doing. And it is difficult. It really is difficult. But know that like these things really do have consequences because that's one of the hardest things for young people. You talked about brain development earlier is that there are there are long lasting consequences. And like I think telling somebody that is one thing, but I had never really shared it that way. And I just saw light bulbs go on like, wow, like this guy who, you know, like seems to have it all together, which I don't. But, you know, in 30 minutes, I can keep it together. Um, But it's like. I, I am. I am happily married with with three kids that I love, but there's still I, I yeah. still feel regret about those things that I did. I, I, I hurt somebody and I hurt myself. Yeah. Right. And there were real consequences for that. Um, so I, I thought that was interesting. And like we started there and then I like kind of went into like the more fun things. But uh, it was interesting and new. I love that. I love that you shared it that way. And I think you're exactly right. And it, it means something coming from 
like a men's talk coming from a man, obviously, but written by a woman, written, written by a woman, by a woman. <laughs> <laughs> but but there is something about now that you have enough years under your belt, you know, and enough experience under your belt that you didn't have when you were t- in your early twenties to even be able to form what you were saying or for anybody to really like believe you because it's like, oh, okay, you're just a couple years older than us. But now that you're more established and you're more like you know kind of set in these certain things and you're really making a life in a certain way and you come at it from that perspective without sounding like you're 90 I think that's like something that the youth need because it's either you sound 90 right they're like oh the church sounds 90 like everything's so old and blah 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 they don't want us to have fun and then it's like the other way is like dude you don't know anything you're like two years older than us like you know whatever yeah don't touch girls got it you know so it's like this whole thing so I think it's a very interesting space that you're in to where you can share and you kind of weren't ready until now look at you all grown up at 30 i I just want to pick your cheeks (laughs) i i had a i had a lot of time to think between this talk and my last talk i was really prepared (laughs) (laughs) god gave you a lot of downtime (laughs) yeah i can't wait till you turn 90 in a few years and i I can play this back to you and just make fun of you next summer it's gonna be (laughs) awesome you're the worst taylor (laughs) Thank you. Uh, one last thing that I wanted to talk about here, and it was it's one of those things that, like, I think most speakers do this just to kind of keep it fresh for themselves, is you bring in something, or at, at least something, but maybe a few things from that happened recently yeah. into your talks, right? right. And I've been, I've been watching, so I've, I've been playing a new video game that's all about samurai, and I've been watching a couple of TV shows that, like, I mean, like, if you've seen 300, that's an old movie, but, like, I brought it up in the men's talk because... Even though it's a super old movie, most guys have seen it because it's a super like raw movie, classic. right? Yeah, very male. Uh, and and then I've been watching uh, what's this? What's the Last Kingdom? It's like like Vikings and and, and, and like all this stuff. And so I, I've seen it a lot, and it's, this has happened in three different like TV, uh, two two different TV shows and a video game that I've been playing recently. Where I'm sure you've seen it before, and it's like what they did in 300, where it's like they set up where like they're going into battle, and one guy like the, the the front guy holds his shield down to the ground. The next guy comes over and puts his shield over that one to, like, protect the person in front of him and, like, his body. And then the last person comes up and puts it over their heads to protect from arrows. You've seen this, yes, right? Yes, totally. Yes. So it's essentially three levels covering, covering the, the, the lower half of the guys, upper half of the guys, and then the, the heads. And that's how, like, 300 men were able to defeat so many Persians in 300 because they're protecting each other. They're able to fight while also defending one another. And it's like I, I shared that. With them, it's like, look, the like essentially it was the end. I talked about all the stuff. We're not going to do all of it because, I mean, like it was like an hour-long session with games and breaks and all this kind of stuff. But, like, essentially the only way that we're going to be men of virtue, the only way we're going to be people of virtue is doing this together. And, I mean, obviously we're in this strange time where, like, yeah, well, a lot of us are apart. Some of us are starting to be able to come together a little bit. Uh, but, like, the only way that we're going to do that because it's like if if I mess up and I'm holding, I'm holding my shield and you're, you're next to me and father Anthony's next to me and, and John is in the, in the one behind me. Like if I mess up now, all three of you can be stabbed, you know, like, yeah, we're it's exposed. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. But at the same time, like if I'm, if I get hurt, y'all can kind of close in and mm-hmm. protect me. Right. And we just kind of go back and forth. Uh, so it's it just an interesting image that I got. Uh, that helped me in my relationship with Jesus and also talking to people about Jesus from watching a bunch of movies. Cause that's what I've been doing recently. <laughs> See how God can speak to you through anything, Taylor. Oh, it's the only way he talks to me. Television shows. That's how we get along so well. <laughs> For sure. When people start talking about the Bible, I'm like, what is that a movie? I'm just kidding everybody. Okay. 
<laughs> it actually is. There actually are a couple of movies. It's true. But uh, I don't watch them. So that's our segment. We'll be right back. Please don't go anywhere. So a lot of us have felt uh, loneliness and our prayer lives have struggled over the past few months due to COVID. Uh, and there's an app that I've been using that is, is helpful to, in both of those avenues. Catholify is a free Catholic app with its mission being for you to simply pray more. As of today, Catholify has captured over 473 years worth of prayer. It's insane. Uh, in Catholify, you'll find the Catechism, Bible, Mass Times, Live Adoration, a group chat feature to build some community, and so much more. There's something for everybody. There's something for everything that you need if someone asks you a question about Our Lady, you can open up the searchable catechism, type in Mary, and voila! You will see all catechism references about Our Blessed Mother. Helps you learn, helps you grow, helps you share the faith. Uh, and also the community aspect, you can create a group chat with your friends, send prayer intentions. You'll see when other people prayed for you. And, uh, you know, as a lot of us have been away from the church, the live adoration is simply special. So Catholify wants you to, to help. So Catholify wants to help you on your faith journey. So let's pray more. Let's pray together. Download the free Catholify app in iOS or Google Play today. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is Olivia Newton-John. And Olivia, we have a great guest today that I can't wait to talk to. Uh, she's tremendous. She drives me crazy. She's awesome yet annoying. I'd like I'd like for you to to welcome our guest today. Oh my gosh, she sounds so polarizing. Is it Sarah Palin? I'm just kidding. <laughs> nope, not not our favorite Alaskan. Nope. <laughs> it's me, ah oh, Taylor. It is you. <laughs> You're the worst. guest. <laughs> the last thing I ever wanted to do was be a guest. Hello, Taylor Stroll. Thanks for having me as a guest. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> What? Is that you're also the co-host? So when I address you as co-host, you need to address the guest as the guest. Live. And whenever okay. you're the guest, like you need to ask yourself a question and then be like, "Great question, Olivia." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the co-host is Olivia, and the guest is Liv. Or oh, is it opposite? neither of us? Neither of us are smart enough to actually do this. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking, wait, I'm not sure who is who. Actually, I guess yeah, actually I it's Liv with Olivia. I don't know. We'll find out who comes out, Taylor. This ought to be a fun <laughs> right. game. No, please don't do that. It was merely a joke. Uh, the whole segment will be a joke if if you do that. Uh, so so you did something that confused me and confused you, I believe, uh, about a month ago. And I've been confused the whole time. So I want you to <laughs> explain it to me. But also, like, it is good. Like, we get to hear about my life a lot. and uh, But I, I want to hear about yours. And so you... I'll summarize it okay. because we all know you're terrible at summarizing. I'm things. interested to hear how you do this. You could change the wording at all, but you uh, and I'm going to be just like real, like a uh, thousand thousand feet above you know view. You got really stressed out, and you quit everything. Like you stopped everything. Like you, st like the podcast that I help you create. Just like nope, not going to do it anymore. You stopped social media, but then you didn't, and and then you you. I don't know what you're doing, but you're really stressed out. And that's what I understand. And, I, and I'm and i like sad for you, Aww. but at the same time, I'm confused and really, I'm not, a, I'm not as confused about you taking a break. Everybody needs to take a break. We've all had rough times over the last five, six months. Like 
uh, and I think that's that, one of the things that's been helpful for me is like I like my really really stressful season of this COVID time was like the first month. And like, I felt depressed, didn't want to do anything. Like a lot of the things that I'm guessing that you were feeling over the last month, I'm not just guessing we've talked. And, and, and so like, I guess being like, you know, forgiving and helpful and like loving to people who are in that is a little easier because we have all had those days, weeks, months during COVID. Uh, the, so let's start there. And then I, like, I'm worried about you coming back. That's, <laughs> that's essentially my summary. So let's start at the beginning. <laughs> what, what did you do? <laughs> Well, to not get into too much with taking up all of our time, I do, and I've been very vocal about this on my own personal like um, social media. If you're following me at, at the Liv Harrison, there she goes promoting the thing that she quit. Good job. <laughs> you taught me well. Um, <laughs> is that I suffer with? Um, I was diagnosed with extremely severe anxiety and with severe depression. The extremely severe anxiety. Ran my life literally for years, like a really long time. And it wasn't until recently that I was able to like actually leave my house kind of stuff. Um, so under that was this severe depression that no one knew. It was suspected, but no one really understood. So when COVID came out, I had been living a really fast life, like all of a sudden, like my life really picked up career wise, wise, like professionally and a lot was happening. And then I hit COVID and I was like, yes, let's go. Like I was like, bam, 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 doing a lot of content, a lot of development, like a lot of new stuff. I was all over and um, it kind of peaked at a certain area and a lot of other things were happening at the same time. I kind of found myself, which you know some of it, being one of my closest friends, but you don't know all of it because I haven't shared with anybody except for my husband and my spiritual director and my therapist. They're the only two that know all the things. About 18 months ago, my life got really kind of saturated in sin in a way that I had never experienced before. And so when COVID came and a peak happened professionally for me, uh, I kind of found myself at a crossroads and I was like, wow, I've got a lot going on spiritually and personally that I have not tended to because I've been so focused professionally. And now that my professional life is kind of at this space, I kind of have some time to step back and kind of reevaluate. When that happened, I discovered that I was in severe depression, like crazy depression, kind of like, and I've been honest on my social media, we're talking in bed all day, nonstop crying depression, like really bad. So I've been putting in a lot of work with my therapist, my spiritual director, my husband, and I haven't done a lot with my friends. I haven't been very social. I did remove all my stuff professionally. I haven't done any professional work at all, except for the things that like I've already agreed to that are with someone else, but not my own professional. It has been kind of hurtful that you're like, I'm not doing any professional work, and yet you on my podcast every three weeks <laughs> nothing not <mine>. professional though <laughs> nothing good or important no like mine like you know what i mean like my own specific professional work for me but like for with other people collaborating and things that i said yes i kept that up um but i haven't done any content for myself and i have been stepping back out like personally and like you're one of my friends that's like hey nice to see you out there again like you know like 
way to step out. And I'm like, I'm trying. I'm trying to get out of bed today. So it's been a very interesting season for me. I've been trying to be real about it, but with also being very, like, it's hard. It's hard to be vulnerable and not share everything, you not expose everything, which I'm not entitled to do that. But I'm also still trying to be really real about what I'm going through and, you know, giving myself space and the grace to do what I am. And I'm, I'm starting to come out of it, but I got to be honest. I don't know where I'm going to end up professionally. I haven't decided. And I know that you're, I've given myself like a September deadline and September's kind of flirting now. And now I'm kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be ready and I'm not going to push myself. I'm not. So we'll see. You'll be the first to know, Taylor, (laughs) what I do professionally. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And here's like, this, this is a long story and this might be new for like people listening, but this isn't new for me. So like, I don't want it to come across like I'm being like, like I care about you and I like we have talked multiple yes, times about have. all this stuff. Uh, the thing that I'm the thing that I saw before and you and I talked about this. The thing that I saw like and, and I also want to preface it like I'm not a doctor. Like I, I can't deal with the depression stuff, but I know stress. So that's really all I'm talking about. Right. So you 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 came to me what months ago and you're months. like, hey, I want to start a podcast. You were and you were busy. This is a time like before COVID. Yeah. You're traveling like crazy. You're mm-hmm. going to New York. and You're doing all this stuff. And you're like, hey, I want to start the podcast. And I'm like, okay, you record it. I'll do everything else to make it easy for you because I know that you're busy. And then the next week you were like, hey, I want to write a book. And you like set out book proposals. And the next week you're like, hey, I'm doing this Sirius XM special, which you did. And cool. I did a live show on Instagram and I was doing, and I know. You're doing, yeah, live shows. All and I'm just like, I, I, like, I told you then, I was like, Liv, I, I think you need to like slow down. Yeah. And like, I mean, I, like, I think it snowballed so much. Like, you were excited, and you were you were a person that absolutely gets excited about things. And that I you're go doing. all you, in. I give a hundred percent. Yeah, totally. And you give a hundred percent to eight things, which meant you ran out of percent, and yeah. you just got to zero, and you had to stop. Which, which is fine. Like, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. It's just, it's just essentially what happened. The thing that I'm worried about with you is, or like moving forward, is that as you started to come back you've you're starting to bring back all of those things like you you stopped everything which is perfectly fine i totally get it but in the last like week or two you've brought up the podcast you've brought up the book i saw you tweet out that you're going back you're going back to school this fall oh yeah and i'm just like live like (laughs) like you were going too fast and it didn't it didn't work and now you're trying to do that and more and i and i'm worried about you i really am because like uh, like what? What I want you to do, and I, like I'm not your boss. I'm not your dad. I'm like, I, so this is weird for me. It's You're just, such it, a good it, friend, just, though. You're like just one as, of the only friends that'll talk to me like this. I love it. But just as as a friend, like I think it would make sense to bring one thing back at a time, and for you right. to prioritize, right? Mm-hmm. For you to sit with them. What is my priority? Is it the podcast? Is it the book? Is it school? And like you said, like, oh, school is just for me. It's not professional. I'm like, it's still like, that's super busy, right? So like of all the things that you're wanting to spend your time on, I think it would be important to prioritize them and then bring them back one at a time and see how you do with one. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I no, I love that you talk to me about these things. You know that. Yeah. And I, this is why, if everybody wants to know why we work so well, this is actually you're getting to see us and why it I is love really weird that like so usually these are our private conversations and yeah. it feels weird to have like having it publicly, not because it's like 
I mean, you've been very public about it. So I, yeah, not, I am. it's not it's not like we're revealing things that you haven't revealed. Right. But it is weird. Like. I don't know. It just feels strange. Well, we're not doing our like, banter while I yell at you and you make fun of me. Right. <laughs> Everyone's like, right. wait, they have feelings and they care about each other. Taylor right. actually notices Liv's life. <laughs> I do. And I'm really scared. Oh, Taylor. <laughs> well, and you also are one of the people I have to say, you're one of the best friends I have. That's such a cheerleader for me. Like you really believe in me and my talent and my gifts. Even before I have, you know, like you always have, you've been such a champion in that way. And so I listen to you and you know that like, that's something else is that, you know, when you talk to me, I listen and I change or I change direction or I really take in what you say to me. So I really appreciate it. The thing is, is that what happens? Taylor, like I was trying to say without saying too much, I was literally saturated in sin and I was literally saturated in selfishness. And that is not, and I think you know me well enough, that's not my core. You could say a lot of stuff about me, you really can, but I'm really not like a selfish person, like naturally. That's not like my go-to. It's really hard for me to center on myself, period. And I just spent a tremendous amount of time very centered on myself and it got me lost. I got lost and I'm I'm really honest about it and I'm really real about it. I had a very human 18 months and what happened was is the work that I was doing was to keep me busy. That was definitely, you know how they say the devil is in the busyness and I say he's either in the busyness or the boredom and both happened during COVID. It was boring and it was busy and when it stopped, I was left with a pile of gross. And I really had to step back as a human and say, what is this? And that's why I was so busy was because I was just like, I was avoiding. That's what I was doing. And so now that I'm taking this time and I'm really, you know that I've been working. I mean, I think everybody can kind of see that. Like I'm being serious about it. I am like so focused on getting myself healthy again, mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, so that when I do, if I do step back, I'm going to be in a much stronger place. And now this newfound confidence that happened to me, which you know that part of the story, I was confident for the first time in my life. It won't go as like a skew, like a stray, like it did. And so if I do enter back in, don't worry about like being able to handle those things. It'll be from a different space, a healthy space. I wasn't healthy. I wasn't doing those things in the right order. Does that make sense? Like what happened as far as me as a person? I don't know. I know you know very little about being selfish. (laughs) Yeah, I've never dealt with that at all. Self-centeredness. I never think about me. I'm always thinking about others. (laughs) So it was new for me. I got to be honest. It was this whole new and you know some of it and it was just not me. I wasn't myself. And my some of my friends, the parts that they do know, they're like, yeah, it was weird. So I'm trying to get back to me and especially myself in this new space of being a professional and, you know, physically this new space for me, just a lot of stuff. And so I'm really figuring it out and taking the time, not rushing it, not being too live about it, which, you know, I kind of just plow through. It it is the core of what I'm worried about. (laughs) That's why I'm taking so much time, Taylor. I'm not going to mess up again. I don't want to let you down. I don't want to let me down. Right. All right. And I think, I think that's the thing is like, it's, it, it is like, I just, yeah, I want, I'm glad that you've been healing and all the work that you've been doing, yes, I but I healing. don't want you to think that everything is fixed. And then you can just turn the flip, the like flip the switch back on and be like, I'm back at everything, you know, like I, a I fire. Know. What are those called? Like a fire that, you know, when they, like in New York city, when they open up a fire, not extinguisher, 
Wow, neither of what us can talk right now. What is it on the street? This is great. It's a fire what? <laughs> Hydrant. <laughs> Hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fire. I'm a human fire hydrant. Let's be honest. <laughs> you know, you, you kind of are, I especially because the shirt you're wearing. You're small and red, <laughs> and you spew out a lot of things. <laughs> nice. So yeah, you're very sweet and very. Listen, I will. Yes, I'm gonna go about this, and that's why I said that I don't know what I'm gonna end up doing because I don't want to make any promises or any. I don't want to put that pressure again. And whatever, I really want to listen to God and I really want to listen to what it is that he wants me to do and where he wants me to go and not get all caught up. And you know what I mean? And so I really thought I had it together. I really thought I was listening to God. Turns out I wasn't. And I think you got to be real with yourself, you know? And so I've really created a space, a safe space for myself. I've been very gentle and slow, which is the total opposite of who I am as a human. Yeah, you are not gentle at all. No. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a St. Bernard. I think I'm a lapdog, but I'm not. I'm like, you know, like all aggressive. So anyway, I mean, that's where I'm at. I'm, st- But things are getting much better. I think you can tell. Can you tell things are getting better? Ish. Yeah, yeah, no, no. and that's the, that's the thing is I think you are I think you are better and okay. you're getting better all Good. at the same time. I, I'm not worried about that at all. It's just the process of like you getting back into like your normal. Get stuff. burnt out. You're worried about yes. me burning out, and then all my gifts are under a bushel basket. Yes, part partly as your ninety uh, percent as your friend, and ten percent as your podcast producer because the king is consistency, and then you're just like, we got ten in, I'm done. <laughs> I know you've been so Taylor's like, why is Liv teaching me patience again? I know you've been so kind. I should send you a box of steaks. You should. I will. Thank you. When well, I that's our back. segment. <laughs> I no, love no, you, no, Taylor. I, I'm, gl- I'm glad we got you. to talk about it. I, I really am. Because, uh, and the reason we talked about it on the air is because you avoided it and didn't want to talk about it on the phone. So that's why we did it here. <laughs> the pressure of the public. <laughs> For sure. For I love sure. you to pieces. Thank you, friend. Uh, I, well, I love you too, and I, I See, can't I even accept you your it. love because I've <laughs> never thought about myself ever. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I told you all a few weeks ago that uh, Catholic Balm Co. was coming out with a new product line of deodorant, and I just got it in the mail yesterday. I started using it yesterday. I love it. It smells so good. Uh, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling really good about it. I think that you guys will love it as well. So go to fortecatholic.com slash beard. I know your underarms aren't quite a beard. Maybe some of you are, but that's a whole other story. Fortecatholic.com slash beard gets you 15% off all products from Catholic Bomb Co. Go ahead and, and, and get what you need, and it also supports Forte Catholic. Thanks so much. Oh, I almost forgot. Fun little tidbit for this segment. I tried to sound smart on this show for the first time in many, many moons. And I thought it went really well. And then when I was editing, I realized that the fancy new word that I learned, I mispronounced it the entire segment. So when I say amygdala, I mean amygdala. Enjoy. back to Forte Catholic. I, I, I love that like when I catch Liv not ready. Like she was just looking around the room. There she is. I'm Taylor Schroll. That's Olivia Harrison. Uh, this is Forte Catholic. And I love that she was thrown off and it threw me off. Welcome in. Now I'm going to throw you off just to just as payback. Okay. When I say the word amygdala, oh, come on. what do you think that is in regards to? 
A squiggly line on a piece of paper. Nope. Guess again. Amiglia. Um, amiglia? It's a it's in the back of your throat and it wiggles a lot. That's an uvula. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I had a friend once that had, they had to get their tonsils removed, and they came back without an uvula. What? And they cut it off, and they didn't tell her. She didn't realize for like six months that she didn't have an uvula anymore. <laughs> what? Can you survive Wild. without yeah, an you don't, uvula? Yeah, you don't need an uvula. Well, why but, is it there? Okay, stop. We're getting distracted. Squirrel. Amiglia. Amiglia is the, is the fancy word. One but more guess. It's a Marvel super villain. How'd I you get that? I hate Amiglia. Is that true? No, it's not, ah, it's not but true. But it would be a great name. <laughs> I, I'm going to give you a hint. I, I said that we were going to talk about this later. Oh, you, you our referenced minds. it earlier. It's in yeah, our it's brain. In, it's in the brain. It's in the brain. Okay. Okay. So I just learned this yesterday. I was listening <laughs> to a podcast called The Happiness Lab. And okay. it the podcast started a few months before COVID. And uh, season one came out. And it, it's essentially the science of happiness. The science of joy. Which like appeals to me a lot one because i want to be happy but also like that's like the like the whole brand of this fortigathic thing is is joy and 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 bringing the joy back to catholicism right uh because you know jesus died for our sins and and made us co-heirs with him in heaven that sounds pretty cool so stop being like oh i I messed up of course you messed up you dummy you're a dumb person you messed up but that's why jesus came and died for your sins so maybe you should try smiling okay um I was listening to the Happiness Lab. They did they did one before COVID. They did one specifically for COVID because they knew that people were going to be stressed out and 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 depressed and all these kinds of things. And it, she's a she's a scientist, like she's a, a professor. She's a doctor, but she's a professor at Harvard, I believe. It's either Harvard or Yale, but I think it's Harvard. And she starts like she teaches all these courses on the brain. And then she asked permission a couple of years ago to do one on happiness. And she thought a few people would come in, and it was it's her most popular class she's ever done. She ended up. Starting this you know, oh, traveling, yeah. this like Matt, like you can take the class. They made it like public for everybody. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. it's the same person. That's fascinating. Yeah, she has she's, a podcast? she's great. Cool. Yeah. So it's called the Happiness Lab. Okay, cool. Um, and so there, there've been a lot of things. Like honestly, it it helped me. It's helped me a lot through through COVID. Like when I, like the first month, month and a half, when I was feeling depressed for the first time in my life, and like you know, everything was falling apart. And it's like, it's scientific stuff about how we can be happier, which is interesting because so much of it is, is rooted in like our faith is rooted in Christianity is rooted in God. Some of it, some of it isn't, it is more scientific, but still good. Right. Yeah. Like one of them, one of the things like they did like three episodes on like meditation where it's just like, just take out the word meditation, add prayer. And I, I, I think, I mean, they, they've had some people on it that have been Christian and it's like, I think meditation is just kind of the overarching, you could pray to whatever God, you know, like yeah. any religion, you know, here's prayer, uh, non-religious people hear meditation, whatever. And they talked about like the, like the, the benefits of sitting down by yourself, thinking about your day and either talking to a Supreme being, being or meditating. Right. Um, the one yesterday was really interesting though. And we, we talked in the last segment about, you know, how I, I never, I never only think of myself. I only think of others, obviously. Obviously. It's what you're known for. Yeah. It's essentially what it is. And it was, you wanted to talk about superheroes and we're not going to, you, you brought it in the supervillains. You were like, Oh, let's talk about the order of Marvel movies. I'm like, we just talked about the order of star Wars movies, like a few weeks ago. Let it, let it be. Um, Whisper words of wisdom. Let it be. Okay. Uh, but it was this episode about, uh, I think it was called Superheroes and Psychopaths was the name of the of the 
episode. Oh. And they had, she had on a guest who was somebody who studied people who were like actual psychopaths, like people, you know, criminals. And like she, she put it through all these tests and she uh, like interviewed a lot of them. And they, they did brain scans, all these, all these sorts of things. And what she found was that the amygdala in the brains, it's a, it's a part of your brain, the amygdala in psychopaths was smaller than a normal person. And uh, they weren't quite sure if people are born that way or if, or if it's like by practice. Like if you only think of yourself or you're a psychopath, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, but then they did the opposite and because the, the person who was studying them got hit by a car or like something, I forget exactly what happened, the details, but uh, like their car is in the middle of a highway in oncoming traffic. Somebody gets out of their car on the, on the other side, sprints through the, through the traffic, helps, gets in her car, drives her to where she needs to be, checks and makes sure that she's okay. Like got her out of where she absolutely would have gotten hit and most likely would have died. Right. He saved her from that situation and just said, are you okay? Do you need me to like follow you home? She's like, no, she had collected herself after time. And he's like, okay. And he disappears, goes back, gets back in his car and she never sees him again. And she's like, what, what drives people to do that? Like what drives people? Like, like we love superheroes like movies, like, but like people like that, like real life, like he just saved her life, risked his life to save her life. What is it about those people? And she's like, I want to study the opposite of what I've been studying. I've been studying psychopaths and, and, and crazy people, right? That are, are they only think about themselves. Uh, but I want to study the other side. So she was like, how am I going to do that? Like, I can't, like, what are you going to do? Put out an ad? Have you ever saved a person's life randomly and then disappeared? Like, you can't do that. So she was like, oh, I'm going to do it. She started with kidney donors, people who donated a kidney. It's a vital organ. You need at least one to, to live. And there's a list of people and like there's a waiting list of three to five years for people who need a kidney to survive. And most people don't get them and they they die because they needed a kidney uh, because they're waiting on like people who died, who were kidney donors that that died and then they could get theirs. And there aren't there just aren't enough for the amount of people that need kidneys. Right. Uh, so that they, they they put out pleas and they're like, hey. Can you do this? And some people are like, yes, I can. And they go and they donate a kidney and they feel tremendous about it. So like talking about being happy, like they feel great about giving. And so she was like, okay, I'm going to find those people. And she started finding, like she started finding people who had gifted a kidney to someone that they didn't know just because they heard about it. And she started studying those people, asking them questions. They noticed a couple of things. One, these people's amygdalas were larger than the average person. And the, what the amygdala is, is, is the amount of like how much love you're going to give to other people, how much like self, self-sacrifice, uh, thinking of others, doing for others, that sort of thing, right? And it was larger than the average person's. And she also found a couple other things. It's like, oh, these people didn't just like, weren't just random people that were like, oh yes, I'd like to give a kidney. They started as blood donors and then became bone marrow donors and then became other things. And they're just constantly, they're, they, they, they all volunteered somewhere, a pet shelter or a church or whatever. They all had like built up to this. So she was like, maybe the amygdala does grow or shrink based on your actions, right? It's fascinating to me. What do you think? I think that's beyond fascinating. It's like, I, I don't know if you grew up with Shel Silverstein, but the giving tree 
it's kind of like that whole concept of like, you know, like where the tree gave until it could give no more. But it kind of makes sense what you're saying. I want to go get my amygdala like scanned. <laughs> oh, don't. Why? I want to see. Uh, I want to uh, know. Over the last, over the last, you already shared that you've been thinking about yourself a lot recently. It was probably no, so you probably had a large amygdala, and over the last eighteen months, it shrunk down to psychopath it. level. <laughs> no, I never stopped giving to others. That's that's you know, I never stopped that. But that'd be really fascinating to know. And my parents actually, my mom just donated her kidney to my dad, but. That's a different story because, I mean, she's married to him. But uh, that's really fascinating to know that there was a progression of how someone started to where they just gave a kidney. That's so cool, though. I, okay, yeah. I'm totally fascinated. Yeah, and I started thinking like, about it. like here so, like this. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I, I sound smart just because I'm regurgitating you something do. else that a Harvard so- professor <laughs> shared. You sound so smart. Uh, but... The, the part that I found the most interesting was was the amygdala thing, but yeah. also that like pe- that was the progression. Yeah, and they the can't progression. prove it, but they're but now they're thinking that it does grow or shrink based on your actions or trauma. Like I'm sure psychopaths, I I doubt a lot of them ended up like you know riding horses and unicorns and baking muffins with their mom every day. Like I'm sure there was severe trauma in their lives that you know what I mean. That I don't know what you just said, path. but it sounded pretty psycho to me. <laughs> what, what were what what are you why are you listing off anything that includes unicorns you're a crazy person (laughs) i'm just saying i'm sure that they but it'd be interesting to see what people do with trauma and childhood stuff like you could also see where that's where somebody decided hey my life stunk i'm going to do this instead and started volunteering and start like you know people in, in um psychology it's called uh transitional characters it's people who do the complete opposite of what they were given of their lives and so you kind of see people take these two paths it's like yeah my life was horrible so i'm gonna like make it horrible for everyone and just continue down that road or yeah it was horrible but you know what i'm gonna like 180 that so so you and me (laughs) (laughs) which is which that should be your next poll oh i did it in order on purpose on purpose uh nice so but i think the thing that that was that was so interesting was that like i was thinking about it in like growth of virtue we talked about you know you growing over the last 18 months while also shrinking that's a joke just for you and your followers uh but like slowly doing little things to build up to the others and i think so many people like I, i i look at We've talked about it before. Like I look at saints or I look at super holy people and I'm like, I can never be like that. So why even try? Why even try? Right. Uh, where like the more healthy way to look at it is can I can I grow a little bit? Maybe like in the spiritual life, I'm not a kidney donor. I'm not a kidney donor in real life. And maybe like while alive and when I die, they can take whatever they want. But I, I'm not at the point in my spiritual life where I'm the equivalent of a kidney donor in this metaphor. Right. But. Can I have I started giving blood? Probably. Have I given bone marrow? No, that terrifies me. But that is the next step. You know, like so all of this in the spiritual life, it's like anything that we're going to do grows our capacity to do more virtuous things. Right. The 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 more we stay away from sin, the easier it is to stay away from sin, the more good it works and the more time and prayer and the better, the easier that stuff gets. Uh, So I think that was the most fascinating thing for me is like. To know, look, I'm not at the level of superhero of these kidney donors, but maybe I'm at, maybe I'm in step one, step two, step three, something like that on my way there. And that gave me more hope to be able to like take the next step, right? Yeah. Well, and you know, because you've kind of gone through a physical transformation, you know, like during COVID, 
where, and I think a lot of people have, they've either gone either way with COVID. They've either gained. Oh, I went one way at the beginning <laughs> and I've gone the other way since. Right. But I mean, but, and you're an athlete, like you have been your whole life. And so you know what it does. Like you don't just start by running 10 miles on day one. That's something that you build up. Anybody who does physical fitness or anything like that. I mean, I've been told, like, I don't know, but I've heard <laughs> that like you start small and then one day you're like running 10 miles and you're not even thinking about it, you know? So it makes sense that that's what happens emotionally, that that's what happens spiritually. I mean, uh, on both ways, because that's what that's why venial sin is so scary for our souls. And I think the enemy wants us to believe like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. It's venial sin. Look, just take Eucharist and you're done. Like it's not even that big, you know, just say you're sorry. You really, you know, where like like as if mortal sin is the only thing we need to look out for. Venial sin yeah. absolutely leads to mortal sin if you're not like keeping a handle on it. And it's very easy to snowball. But you're right. I think it's nice to look at the other side of that and the positive side. What about these little small things that you do? And then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you you don't have a kidney and you're in <laughs> Well, it wasn't Las by Vegas. accident. Okay, we got to wrap up. Uh, you were so worried about just groaning on and on and not hitting the time and you did it. So here's my advice this week. Everybody go grow your your spiritual amygdala. That is the show for today. I'm Taylor. That's Liv. This is Forte Catholic. I'll be back next week. Say it! As many of you know, Forte Catholic launched as a nonprofit this summer. Uh, and, and we're really excited. I'm really excited that I've been able to do this full-time, but we do need your help. Because we are a nonprofit organization, we can accept tax-deductible donations at fortecatholic.com slash donate. And we do need your help. You know, it's been hard for everybody, and I understand if you can't give at this time, but it has been a hard summer, especially with events being canceled. That's a big way uh, that, that I'm able to support myself, that we're able to support Forte Catholic, that I'm able to support my family. So if you can, uh, any donation is great, whether it's monthly or, or a one-time gift. It would be super helpful at this time. ForteCatholic.com slash donate. Thanks.